All right, welcome back to the Cage Cougar Cast. This is episode four. Wow, we've made it this far, Danny. We made it to episode four. No one would have predicted that. No one would have predicted it. Our haters, they became our motivators. So what's new? Well, what's what's new right now is the fact that I won the Fantasy Rock Band Challenge. I think that it's undisputed at this time. Mr. Welkin posted a video on the uh, CK page, posted a video of him playing guitar and reading the bulletin, and it was very impressive. None of your band members have done anything musical, maybe ever. I'm just going to say that I'm going to take the win on that one. Okay, well, we'll see. You know, um, apparently you haven't listened to acapella. Uh, maybe if my band was like a barbershop quartet. Hello, 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 hello. Just for the kids who <laughs> yeah, know what a barbershop quartet are, is. Are, are you all of the members? Yeah, there you go. I don't have a range either, so it just sound like me saying hello four times. No, that's good. That's a barbershop solo. Yeah, there you go. Good. Yeah, everyone loves it. That one guy singing at the barbershop. <laughs> I like it. How things been with you, Mr. Randall? You know, things are good. It's been pretty, I guess I could say quiet, but also in ways not so. So kind of figuring out how you're going to grade things in this new time and things like that have taken a lot more mental energy than I thought they were going to. But. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely taking some time to try to figure it all out. Plus all of the stuff from above, from the district or state have been changing so much. It's probably really confusing for the kids as well. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. Before I think we get going any further, I think uh, we have our special guest on the line, so we should invite her in. All right. We are joined here today by a very special guest. We have the one and only Miss Arondo, one of my all-time favorite CK High School staff members. Thank you for being here, Miss Arondo. Woo-woo. Glad to be here. Very nice. Well, Ms. Rondo, today we have some questions that some of our students have really wanted to ask you when I told them that they, you would be on the podcast today. Are you up for a little bit of Q&A? Absolutely. Ms. Rondo, question number one. What is your number one thing on your bucket list? My bucket list would include visiting every national park in the U.S. Wow. How close are you to that goal already? One third. Third. What's the best one? What's your favorite that you've been to so far? Ooh, many favorite for different reasons, but I'll throw out Yosemite because of the amazing rock face. I just watched uh, Free Solo uh, on Disney oh. Plus, the one where he climbs up El Cap. That's in Yosemite, right? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That's crazy. Is that when uh, Han Solo emerges from that uh, block of frozen thing and? No, no, that's Look at the me, sequel. the Star Wars expert. That's the, no, that's the sequel to Free Solo. It's just called Solo. Solo oh, okay. 2. Not Hope Solo? <laughs> no, that's a soccer player. Oh, okay, okay. But I can so- totally see Yoda, right? Yeah. Actually? Yes. Oh, faithful, you much watch. Right, there you go. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number two. Question number two we have here is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Absolutely. Meat between two buns. Absolutely. I'm not sure why this question was asked. This seems pretty straightforward. I think it's a sandwich, Mr. Randall. You know what? I know why this question is being asked. It's because uh, we used to do this debate in my class last year, and and we'd take it really far. So say you're laying in bed. You get under the covers. Aren't you a sandwich? Now the bed, you. You're the meat in the middle. The sheets and the the mattress are are, uh, the bread. I'm wondering about key component meaning edible. 100% agree. 
Well, then robots eat different foods than us. So then now you're just being a robotist or <laughs> humanist or I don't know, not that word, something. Uh, I'm going to go two votes to one. I'm going to say, yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. Me and Mr. Rondo win that one. Question number three. <laughs> Did you have a celebrity crush growing up? Oh, good heavens. Of course. We've got. Can we get a name, Mr. Rondo? <laughs> Tom Selleck. We've got Tom Cruise. Nice. Let's see who else would be up there. You got to think. Do they have to be named Tom? Yeah. No, <laughs> does not. Um, what was uh, Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would say those are right up there for me. So there maybe you. he's Tom. Maybe his real name's Tom. <laughs> Patrick Tom Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's probably it. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> okay, very good. Question number four here we have, if you could grow a beard, would you? Absolutely not. Although oh. my husband's beard is amazing. So I'm, I'm a fan of beards. I appreciate beards. Just not thinking I'd sport one. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm heading to the okay. age where facial hair gets scary. <laughs> okay, so it might be a you could grow a beard, but you're choosing not to. Understood. <laughs> Got it. Just saying. Um, qu <laughs> question number five. If you had to change your name, what would you change your name to? Oh, this is a great inside joke with my husband, Fran. There's a lot going on with the name Fran for, uh, for that, that I'll spare you the details, but Fran or Franny? So no Francis. Franny Aranda. Yeah. <laughs> Franny Aranda. Francis was my mother's name. Call me Fran. Call me okay. Franny. You can be Fran. I'll be Franny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. The last question. We're going to let you off the hook today. Only six questions. Your sixth and final question is, what is your all-time favorite high school memory? Oh, so many. Uh, last one, all-time memory would be probably... I'm going to date myself, of course. Um, for those of you who remember um, the Kingdom in Seattle, our mm -hmm. team made it to the state finals and they won the state baseball champs in the Kingdom. So that was pretty cool. Wow. That, that is Where was that at? Or what, what school is that? Moses Lake High School. Moses Lake. Yeah, it would have been early 80s. I can't exactly remember if it was 82, 83, but early 80s. But rocking in the kingdom, that's wow. that is pretty special. That is pretty cool. Uh, actually, uh, Mr. Sullivan, there's two more questions that we didn't get from your ASB group, but I sent to Miss Arando, so she should be prepared. So I guess I'll I'll read. Them. Oh, very nice. So they are two pretty basic ones. First one is, what made you decide to be a counselor? Um, when I was a classroom teacher, so I've always been a fan of hopefully being helpful. That's the goal, right? So. Mm -hmm trying to be helpful. So I've always been like in high school, I was a helper and then um, always liked working with kids. And when I became a teacher, I was really, really interested between students who showed amazing capacity. Like you could tell that they were, their brains were like legit and amazing. And then for some reason or other, um, they had a hard time demonstrating or turning in their work or being organized. And that just became a little bit of a wonder to me. And so the more I dug and the more I explored that, um, I became interested in all things under the umbrella of counseling with the goal of hopefully trying to be helpful looking at any barriers 
So trying to help students with barriers so they can perform better. That's really cool. I, uh, we're very glad that you became one. Uh, I will tell you, yeah. I don't think I told you this, but we, we were in a meeting with a student and, a, and a, an administrator and a police officer and it was a really sensitive uh, topic earlier in the year. And you handled yourself so well and you're such a great advocate for that kid that we, I went home and me and my wife looked into how to become a school counselor for my wife right after that. So that was really cool. Right on. Thank you for that. That's, that's always the yeah. goal. Right? is to be helpful. That's, yeah. That's well, it might nice. be that's impacting nice. my yeah. wife's career plan, so thank you. I love it. Let her know if she has questions. Right on. Sounds good. I love, I love the answer. I'm glad that you had something, like, prepared. It wasn't like, uh, I was picking up those little flyers, and I was like, oh, that one, <laughs> that one looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to use the restroom, because there's, like, a one restroom thing, and someone locked it. And there's all the flyers, and it was like, oh, go rock climbing. And I was like, oh, become a counselor. There you go. There was a free class offered, so I became a counselor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, last one, which is is totally a uh, typical question from a kid that is, you know, confused or or whatever. And I I hear a lot of questions from kids who are confused. But I guess the question – I'm going to just kind of paraphrase it because it was pretty long. What is it that you think kids should know during this time, during this time of quarantine and distance learning, et cetera? What should they know? First and foremost, uh, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to experience discomfort with those feelings, whatever feelings they are, whether it's nervousness, worry, disappointment, frustration, all of the above, that that's hundred percent okay. And as human beings, We have incredible depth and capacity for those feelings. And then I would add with that, that with that discomfort that it might create, um, we can also be okay. And so under the kind of concept of being okay, really encourage all of us actually, students and adults, to lean into healthy um, things that help us make make us um, feel okay in the midst of those feelings like talking with friends and figuring out ways to um, be social while honoring social distancing and then calming activities that help settle and soothe. And then um, another good one would probably be, I know that probably students don't want to hear this, um, routine. Routine is um, feelings that are uncertain tend to create a little bit of chaotic to our being and so right. anything we can practice routine and rhythm it gives our being a sense that things are going to be okay and then I guess my ultimate would be human beings since throughout history have been resilient so knowing that we we can do this in the midst of trying times that's great that's that's really wow. great one more thing the importance of humor clinging to humor's Laughing is a really good thing. I think kids sometimes think like, okay, well, you're an adult. You have all the answers. You're a teacher. You have all the answers. You're a counselor. You have all the answers. And I, yeah, right. And I think that, I think for some of us, I think we struggle too. And, and I found for myself having a routine, kind of hitting back on what you said, I come in my office and I work from these times to these times and there's no one that's taking my time or, you know, I'm not punching a time card, but I just, it creates some sort of normalcy to where I'm, I can do stuff that's school related. And I think that that's good. And I hope that, I think if students are 
picking that up it's a best practice and it can give them some sort of normalcy yeah and uh i also i was gonna say kind of what you were talking about too is things that give you joy i talked to one student and i said well just you know do what you want and if there's like a week where you're not feeling it if you feel you can catch up the next week you you know it's important to do a self-care and i think that it's difficult i guess because we don't want to say that obviously as a teacher i want to say log on to your stuff do everything that you can right now uh, is your future? Oh, oh my God, you need to get an A in Mr. Randall's class. If you don't get an A in Mr. Randall's class, by the you know, you'll end up having to work as a caveman at a museum or something. Just sitting there posed all day. <laughs> Not a good idea. And you know, I don't know how many how long they're gonna need that caveman. I don't know if it has benefits. So I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah, probably if you don't get benefits. No, probably not. No. Health benefits are terrible. It makes me think of sorry, I don't know why my head goes this yeah. way. You guys can just play around with it all you want. It's all right. Okay. When you think of when you're talking about how to encourage students and how to, um, or each other, right? Like for each other. Um, so not just students, but just in relationships, finding that sweet spot of when to push and nudge versus pushing and nudging is a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we just have to rely on each other to find that balance like surfing right it's just like when is it okay to push through when is it time to put the board up i don't know and working with people um i think that's a message that i'd like people to hear is that we're trying very hard to find that sweet spot on their behalf and kind of on them to give us some cues yeah you know and we can't really deal with it you know kids come into our classrooms and they have all these different things outside but at that time they're ours, you know, well, they're ours, you know, they're in the room and we can influence them then. And now it seems weird. At least it's antithetical to everything I've always done, which is like, I can't see them and I can't picture what's going on on their faces or anything like that. And I don't know what they're doing outside of school. Maybe they have to watch their siblings or they have to work talking to kids who work six days a week, you know? And so, you know, I think that just trying to be there and finding that sweet spot of trying to be there and be supportive for them, you know, is something that I, I think we're trying to do right now. And, just doing our best, I guess. Totally. Yeah, I really appreciate that when we're getting these, when I at least get these emails from kids or when I see them on Google Meets and we're like, I actually get to hear from them about these circumstances, you know, because we don't know, you know, we can't check in with them on a daily basis, really. So it's always nice to see what those circumstances are and figure out what their sweet spot is, you know, and what they can handle and what they can't in any given week, you know. No, I really appreciate um, that you guys are doing this because it's awesome and you have a lot of followers. And then I really am thankful to get to be a part of it and love our CK community. All right. Thank you, Miss Arondo, for coming on. Uh, that was really great. What do you think, Danny? Yeah, really nice. Uh, the kids were really adamant about having Miss Arondo on. As always, we got a company or, or a, at this case, I guess a concept that's willing to sponsor our podcast. This episode is brought to you by Avarice. Avarice, also known as greed, has caused nearly every problem in human history. And I'll ask you this, Mr. Sullivan, if you aren't lusting for material gain at the expense of others, are you even living? I wouldn't say so. Yes. So who among us doesn't enjoy the type of freedom that is only experienced by those who have both the form, i.e. choice, and the context to obtain vast quantities of resources that do not provide any sort of emotional fulfillment or lasting happiness? So how would you like to live? Would you like to live uh, live with only what you need, but people are around you are proud of you and they love to be around you? Or number two, would you like to constantly pine for material possessions that provide you with no real happiness, 
while others curse your name? I think the second one, avarice. Pass it on. Wait, so we're being sponsored here by a psychological concept, the concept of greed? Yes. I, I don't feel like we usually bring on concepts to sponsor the show, especially but, ones that are thought of as bad concepts. Well, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, you'd see these billboards like kindness, pass it on, or compassion. Pass yeah, it but on. kindness and compassion are good things. Yeah, um, you know, uh, with our uncontrollable longing and our materialism, you know, we need to be funded in this uh, podcast. And I'm thinking about getting a bunch of gold Spanish doubloons and just diving into them like Scrooge McDuck. And so I feel like in order to really attain that type of material wealth, I need to do some bad things and maybe maybe consider having a sponsor that's not so good. You know what? You're right. So big thanks to Avarice for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, the good feeling you absolutely should have. Go Avarice. <laughs> now it's a sports team. Go Avarice. <laughs> rah, rah, shish, All right, so <laughs> we're, doing this, we're doing this totally out of sorts. Uh, we're a little bit off today, Mr. Sullivan, but we're going to end with, instead of at the beginning, we're going to end with the slang word. So, Mr. Sullivan, what is the slang word for this episode? Thank you, Mr. Randall. Today's slang word of the week is drip. I learned this one recently, so I figured if I just learned it, nobody knows what it is uh, because I'm usually on the cutting edge of this kind of stuff. So I'll let you know what it is. Drip is referring to a look or style that is extremely fashionable. To use it in a sentence, we would say, sweet looking baseball cap, Mr. Randall. Now you really got some drip. That's interesting. So yesterday it was raining and I took my dog outside and I felt like I was dripping. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I was wearing just, you know, sweatpants and an old t-shirt that had some taco stands on it. So I don't think I was dripping in that sense. No, see, that would be the old version of dripping. You'd be dripping like a boomer instead of dripping like um, somebody that was dope. Yeah. Okay. A zoomer, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to boom, you want to so, zoom. That's true. All some I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Right. So some yeah. extra credit would be that we have uh, also, in relation to dripping, you can also fix the leak. This is not one that very many people know about. But to fix the leak would be when you used to be dripping, but now you're no longer dripping anymore because you fixed the leak. So to use that in a sentence, you would say, do you like Landon's new haircut? Nope, it used to look good, but now he fixed the leak. See, this is confusing because if I get a leak, I call a plumber. Well, you wouldn't be dripping anymore if you did. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want uh, to have mold or mildew inside my house. Well, uh, it's spoken like a true old person. Uh, You got to get with the times. Dripping is now cool. Wait, dripping, wait, to drip would be to not look good. No, dripping does look good. You fixed the leak, you don't look good anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah. You fix a leak, it's bad in this context. But to fix a leak if you're a homeowner uh, is good because you don't want to have some sort of damage done or you need to do some remodeling. I would say that is true, but if you're walking through the halls of CK whenever that can happen again and somebody said, Mr. Randall, you sure fixed the leak, you should probably check yourself and go back to your old level of swag, whatever that used to be. But what if there was a drinking fountain right beside me that was leaking? And I got out my trusty pliers, 
or wrench, I guess, would probably make more sense. And I fixed the leak. Then I would say stop carrying around tools in your pocket when you're walking through the halls of CK High School. Yeah, and I also don't then think that's part of my job. No, that's true. We like to pass the buck. Yeah, pass the buck. And, you know, I just think, too, that uh, I know, like, three things. And uh, that's not one of the things. Plumbing isn't one of them. You know, I know about a lot about, like, kings and, like, the royal families and stuff, uh, which is something that doesn't even bring me joy. I know about that. I know a bunch of other, like, random mm-hmm. history stuff. Um, and then I know trivia questions or, like, sports things. And then I just know nothing else. Luckily, you don't need to have a lot of knowledge to be dripping. So, yeah, drip it up, Mr. Randall. I'm going to just drip all over here. I'm just dripping wet. I'm dripping all over this house. Don't tell me I need to clean it up. Don't tell me to fix this leak, pal. I'm going to be dripping all over. I'm dripping till the day I die. (laughs) Now now you're talking. I like it. That's very good. Very good. All right. Well, speaking of dripping, Mr. Sullivan, Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode, we like to tell our students, or listeners, I should say, our viewers, if we were you, we'd say our viewers. Um, What do we like to tell them, Mr. Sullivan? (laughs) We tell them. Drip till the day you die. Maybe, yes. We do We do say that sometimes, but we also like to remind them to... Wash your hands. There we go. So make sure that you wash your hands. Soap and water. As always. As always, wash your hands.